What's up? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, introing with them. <laughs> Sup, guys. <laughs> it's the man. <laughs> boy, if you don't sit down. The man. Little boy. Man. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Not what? you, not you, dog. Nah, not nah, you. What you just do right not now? Not you. Who else? <laughs> Who not else? you, man. Not you. I'm just talking. Oh, I keep telling Kari. I'm I'm in one of my silliest moods. Yes, yes ever. Yes. Pre-production was forever. Yo. But we're here. It's episode 217. I'm ready. Are you ready, Corey? Let's do it. <sighs> All right, let's do this. Let's do this, man. Episode 217. Rising Ground Boys back. To the Rise and Grind podcast, we in the building. It's your boy Roderick. Yes, sir. I'm Jakari. We back in the building, man. It's Thursday. Yes, sir. Oh, we almost near the end of the week, Kari. It's almost here, man. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling, man? It's a brand new month. It's March. It's March. How you feeling? How you feeling? It's no longer Black History <clears throat> Month, man. I know. Uh, I feel like shit flew by. I feel like a nigger as soon as it started. <laughs> Why you say that? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um. I didn't really feel too much of the Black History Month essence outside of maybe the first week of it. Mm-hmm. Niggas took shit as a joke. Then I didn't really hear too much of the history part of it. The really? school that I'm at, we had a, a program, and I actually shout out them for, for doing an amazing job during Black History Month, making sure that program went the way it needed to go. But um, <clears throat> other than that, no, I didn't really see too much Black, like, Black History Month shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really can't say that I did either, but... Also, wasn't looking for it, so I don't know. Maybe I was missing it. Oh, you're not one of those like watch Roots during Black <coughs> History Month people. <laughs> no, I can't watch Roots any other month, any other time. Have you seen Roots? <laughs> yeah, I have seen Roots. Okay, yeah, yeah, long, long time ago, but yeah, I have seen Roots. Um, but yeah, I can say the same. Like I said, I, I didn't really see too much Black History, but uh, like I said, it flew by, man. Twenty eight days. We only get twenty eight days. Yeah, unless it's a, a leap year, then you get twenty nine. <laughs> but like, still. Shortest month. What's up with that? Uh, fuck February. 
No, I'm just playing. Huh? I was just kidding. But I don't really <laughs> I don't really understand the leap year shit. How is it leap year and it's an extra day on the leap year? I, I figure that like if we're leaping the year, we would skip a day. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, I never really understood it either. The same way with Groundhog Day, I figured if the nigga stayed in that that would mean there was more winter, but it's really when the nigga comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more. Y'all do shit backwards. I mean, everything we do is backwards, man. What do you mean? <laughs> is clockwise really counterclockwise? <laughs> right, right. Is time even real? Up is up down? No, time's not real. Right. Is left? Is left right? Time's not real. Is left right? Or is right left? Or are they just words that were made up? When you spell something. Really a spell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why do they call it spell? Because the English, the English language has trapped you into saying spells when you spell things. <laughs> That's why they're called spelling. Because they're spells. You must have been a spelling bee. Oh, and nah, somebody said that shit on fucking Instagram or TikTok or some shit like that. Yes, guys, I'm on TikTok. Hey. <clears throat> Until uh Greg Abbott, you know, gets us off. You think it's coming soon? No. No. That's just not happening. It's kind of hard to do, huh? Um, How was your week? My week has been good, man. It's been tiring. Going back to work, you know, we had so many days off. Monday still had that off. Tuesday was the first day back to work. So just getting reacclimated back into the work zone, the work vibe, the work mindset has been tough, man. It's been tough. It's been a long week. I'm tired, but um, I am just looking forward to the weekend. At this point, like I said, I'm I just ain't been happy going back to work. I wish I was off the whole fucking week. It's been hard Me too. To, to get back adjusted, man. Um, yeah, it's to the point that, like I said, I love my job, and even at that, I still did not want to go back. Like Kari said, we were off on Monday, had to go back on Tuesday. Luckily, they're doing state standardized testing. I think I told you guys that. So it's really been an easy. A easy week, but I still don't want to do it. But like I said, because they're testing, they have like a fest on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> it's a STEM school, so they got a bunch of shit going on from like nine to two. So I can't hold my Saturday school shit that I usually hold. So I have to break it down and I'm staying an hour extra after my work schedule to do all of the shit that I would do on Saturday, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, so um, the week got a little bit longer. Right. And like I said, I'm there on Saturday. We got some things that are going on, so we have to handle business early on Saturday this week. It's a jam-packed week. It's a jam-packed week. For sure. Feeling it, too, like I said. But it is what it is, man. It's life. Yeah. Oh, and I got back in the gym over this week. <laughs> oh, shit. My cutie did tap into the gym. I forgot. Yeah, I am really Stop playing with him. Nigga. He really in his bitch swole. No cap, no cap, no cap. I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to get back in the groove of shit. Also, like, you know, look good taking pictures in front of the mirror and shit. Of course, of course. How did it feel though? Uh, that was three days ago, moms. <laughs> you hella sore, huh? I'm still sore. Of course. Um, <clears throat> I really just wanted to get arm ab chest workout in that day but i'm gonna keep it up get a like start working my full body type shit yeah, yeah. you ain't got no choice man i know that's I know, what's up bro. though i'm proud of you yeah so, man 
I'm not shit. I'm not going crazy like you niggas yet. These niggas got trainers and all kinds of other shit. Chill, chill, chill. Nah. I do. Yeah, you do. I know. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, man. I just been at it for a minute. So, you know. How long did you been working out now? Consecutively. Uh, consecutively, man. Or consistently. Consistently, whatever you want to say. Since 2019. 2019, I would say, like, every week since 2019, I worked out at least three times the minimum. So that's four years now. Yeah, four years on some shit. But, like, three to five times a week. Since 2019 On some shit Okay Yeah Insane right Yeah no it's crazy Yeah We know why I say We'll get there Cody, But I'm proud of you For real for real Couldn't be me <laughs> Couldn't be me at all Why not Fuck that nigga <laughs> <laughs> Skinny niggas running shit huh Absolutely And you yeah. used to be a part of that What happened to that Corey Shit I you just it. you just forgot the the SNN Skinny Nigga Nation, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what they call it in a in a, in a corporate world, uh, upscaling. When you get a promotion, I upscaled. You know what we call it down here. What's up? Being a fucking trader. <laughs> Being a fucking trader. You traded us in, bro. I ain't traded y'all in, bro. I still show love to the hood. You're not a part of this no more. It's like yeah. giving your flag back, bro. Fuck yeah, you, dog. You not yeah. You not on this side. I can't never go back. Yep. I can't ever go back to being skinny. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I would hope not. Bradley Cooper lost a lot of weight for roles. I mean, Tom Hanks did it, you know. Yeah, but I'm not acting. I'm really out here. Oh, that's <laughs> real. Really I'm just really, just really car. Yeah, that's. I was just saying, I'm really about this. What you mean? My fault, bro. My fault. Let me not test you. Come on now. Come on now. Let's move on. Like you said, we're into March. Yep, yep. New month. March is Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, Corey. I didn't either. Uh, you know, you just sign into in the internet, social media, and you just you learn things, you find out things. This was my first time, I believe. Maybe, maybe I knew of it years prior. But it's been going since nineteen oh nine. Really? Okay. We'll see. Look, I apologize. I apologize. But Women's History Month. We go from Black History Month to Women's History Month. How do we feel about that? I like it. It's a great idea. Yeah, I like it. They have thirty one days. Might as well. We only get 28, bro. I'm See, still... but because it's Women's History Month, like, you can't say shit about how, like, it might be a little unfair that they got more than Black History Month. Oh, okay. You, you can't say that, though. For sure. But they got 31 days, so. Who's your favorite woman? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite woman? My mother. Oh, uh, <coughs> no, you can't get off that easy. My mother, of course. Always. <laughs> what you mean? Outside of mom. Outside of mom, favorite one. You got to fuck one, Mary. <laughs> no, I'm one just go. No, I'm just playing. Let me have some fucking decency. Uh, I, yeah, I can't think nah, of No, it's a joke. You don't yeah, have to, yeah, you have to pick your favorite woman. <laughs> I'm like, what shit? I don't Oprah, know. Gail. <laughs> right. Uh, Goddamn, Maya, Maya Angelou. I say Oprah and Gail, and the next name that you you pick is Maya Angelou. Goddamn, uh, Jawiel. <laughs> Are we saying Sacagawea was black? Man, I'm just naming names. No, 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 no. Now you, now you cooking. Is she? She was is Native she, American. Is she Native? I was just say she's Native. Uh, she have, is she a sister? Is a sister? What you think? Her name is fucking Sacagawea, Corey. Sacagawea is a, a sister name. Imagine because... Sacagawea. Think about it. Had it not been Sacagawea, mm-hmm. 
And she would have been on all the gold coins and shit like that in the entire story. John Smith, whatever the fuck. Oh, that's Pocahontas. I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you right. He was right about the coins. Damn, that's bro. racist. <laughs> you, <laughs> you was right about the coins. But had it not been for all of that, like, that's a hood-ass name that everybody <laughs> could have known a girl named Sacagawea in first grade. Oh, Sacagawea yeah. Johnson? Yeah, for sure. Everybody knew Sacagawea Williams. Sheesh. I'm just trying to think of the hood as uh Second Julia. What last names were attached to the hood as kids? Or the, the baddest uh, kids? Davis. Ooh, Davis was a bad fucking name. Johnson. <laughs> uh, Jones. Jones, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Smith. You Smith. <laughs> Now the thing about it with Smith is you either bad as fuck or you weird as fuck. <laughs> right. There's no in between. I wanna because uh, Smith could go either way. You could go to either side, you know? So it's like, oh shit. You got a Smith. I wish I could name some of you niggas from back in the day. Like some Smith, there was some real weirdo <laughs> niggas. Yeah. No, nah, fuck it. Let's do it. You remember? Come on, yo. Nah, that nigga's strange, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just say come on like he follows you on Instagram or some shit <laughs> that used to be your bro yo absolutely not I was pretty sure he was I, he was my bro but it was only oh. because <laughs> so he yeah. was your bro he was my bro because I felt like he was gonna shoot that bitch up one day oh my god so you telling me in uh, in the first second third grade you were already thinking oh my god thoughts? I knew about Columbino Sh- shut the fuck up yo but did you not throughout Kindergarten through 12th grade, have some friends that were like, you know what? He might pew, 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 pew. let me stay close. Yeah, that's that's the difference in our generation. Our generation, bro, if we see a crazy person, we gonna we gonna announce, hey, this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make it known that hey, this nigga right here crazy. I don't see the way he acting. <clears throat> These days, man, everybody too sensitive, too scared to tell on people, too scared to hurt people's feelings. Like they'll let shit slide. Well, I wouldn't, Corey. I might have been on the other side. I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't. I wasn't calling the crazy motherfuckers crazy to their face. That's how you get shot, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying we were more aware. That's the point I'm making. Okay. Whether or not you were saying it out loud or whatever, we were aware. Like niggas can know, like, oh shit, something may jump off in this. So these days, people would just be acting oblivious. I always just wanted to be the friend that, when he pulled that AR out, <laughs> it was like, hey, Roger. You know what? You've been real good to me. You're a good guy. Get on out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but all of us think shit like that, but no one really realizes in a split moment, (laughs) the nigga that has nothing else to lose, he's not going to be like, that one nigga was cool. Get out. He's spraying this whole bitch down. So now I just brought this nigga extra milk, extra <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> breakfast, pizzas, pancakes, all kinds of shit. He held him on his own work and shit. Yeah, for nothing. That's tough, man. There was a nigga even up until senior year, I was like, he might do it. Word? Yeah, we all know him. Okay. I saw him last week just like driving around and I was like, Wow. That's, that's why you went to go buy a strap. Yeah, I was like, he, he spooked you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he spooked Bro, you. Bro, even at the red light, I was like, dude, please turn green. <laughs> please don't look my way. And, yeah, like, I think my back that whole out right. <laughs> I'll get the dumping. 
A nigga just hop out the car at the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going crazy, bro. No, he, he's the type to just like hop out of the light on a bad day. <laughs> on a bad day. When that nigga came in on a bad day, I was like, oh, get the fuck out of his way, y'all. <laughs> he gonna do it. <laughs> Yo, man. That's funny. Everybody knew that one kid. They was just for sure was gonna do it. Except yeah. nowadays. <laughs> they act like they don't. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, I was gonna say nowadays that nigga just do it. That nigga come in on some Nike <laughs> shit. <laughs> on some Nike shit. You know I wasn't gonna shoot this bitch up, but fuck it, I was watching Nike videos all night, nigga. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna just fucking do it. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> hey. Wow, yo. I always knew you was funny, bro, but goddamn. Sorry. That shit is hilarious. It really shouldn't be funny. No, nah, you're funny. I'm sorry. <clears throat> what did any of this have to do with Women's History Month? <laughs> I have no idea. Favorite woman. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's where it went. Man, but once again, it's, it's Women's History Month, man. Uh, <laughs> we should just embrace all of our women, man. Embrace women. I love women. Women are the most important thing to this world. I say it all the time. Don't want some real shit. Like, yeah, and even me laughing was just yeah. at how fast you changed the subject from joking to serious. But yeah, but yeah absolutely. I, yeah. I second everything you're saying. Facts. I just wanted to, I just wanted to speak on that. We can get back to the jokes for sure. I just wanted to say that. What did you do that for pussy or something? <laughs> what? Like, why would you do you nah Cardi be trying to one up me? Like, look look at what no, he just did. Not. What did you just do that for? I was really trying to just You did say, that for more fans? Say something else and then move out, move on. You did that for more fans than me? Nah. You know on 2K, like if you hit <laughs> Certain shots, or right, if you right, dunk, right. they'll pan out to the crowd, and you'll just right. gain a lot of fucking fans. Is that what you just did? You just yeah. did that for fans? It was really the the press conference. Remember, you, you can have different answer ah. choices. I answered B. You answered X on some shit. I got more fans on my answer, but no, nah, I man, I wasn't trying to do that. I was really just trying to. I I, I don't think we said nothing earlier. That's why I was like, let me just say something. Uh, yeah. Where are we going with this next, Corey? Moving out, ready to get into music? Yeah, let's get into the music. We talked about albums that came out last Friday, but I hadn't heard some of them, um, and we had a chance to let them sit with us for a bit, so we're going back over them. Yep. Don Tolliver, Love Sick. He dropped a deluxe, actually, so um, we could talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the deluxe. I just went to re-up on the entire album and listened to the full-length album. Then I get the pre-production card. He says there's a fucking deluxe. I didn't know about the deluxe. And apparently you sent it to us? Mm-hmm. You just missed it. You just missed it, bro. It's okay. cool. It's cool. Tell us about it. How many more tracks are there? <laughs> Four new songs. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm sorry, uh, guys. Four new songs, though. One is called No Pole, Embarrassed, featuring Travis Scott, Geronimo, and then Luckily I'm Having, featuring Tizo, Touchdown. Uh, but I just want to focus on the album, man. So playing the album all the way through. Uh, like a few more times now, you know, since the last part, it gets better every time I listen to it. I hear something different. I hear a different sound, a different instrument, um, a different like cadence, you know, every time I listen to it. So the fact that it's getting better with each listen just proves my point even more. Like this is a great project so far. Like this is one of the best projects that has dropped so far this year. You know what I mean? Like this shit is special to me. Um, so I'm enjoying it. But the deluxe is crazy. You got to hear those songs, man. The songs go too crazy, especially the one with Travis Scott. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now, <clears throat> but 
I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, but it's got a new cover art with a new tint. <clears throat> I like that. Uh huh. You kind of blacked it out, darked it out. But um, I want to ask you. So you know, on the last part, you hadn't finished this project, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, I hadn't finished it yet. So you you have finished it now, like you mentioned. So tell me how you feel. This is a really strong album from from Don Tolliver. I think all of the beats are great. I think the vibe is consistent with all of the music that he's dropped before, except for the fact that, like with Heaven and Hell, shit like that, you can tell he's younger. He's in the mix of like the partying type of vibe. That's some like hands in the air, party all night, drunk, going off the lean, on the drugs type of music. And then when we get into Life of a Dawn and Lovesick, <clears throat> it's still the same type of auto-tune-ish, Kid Cudi-ish almost vibe that that everybody's grown to love from Don, like Don Tolliver. But yeah. it's just polished. It's That's a good word. Superb type shit. Absolutely. This is a really strong album. I can't say anything other than it's it's really strong. Yeah. Polished was a great term, and I agree, just because, like you said, he's... He's figured out his sound. It is a great follow up yeah. to to his last album. Absolutely. For how great Life of a Dawn was, we still have time to let it sit to figure out how great this is within a discography, things like that. But I don't think anyone that's a fan of Don Tolliver is is angry with this album or not pleased by it. This was great. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have any anything else on mm. on the Don Tolliver? We can move on. We talked about how I hadn't heard any of Glaucoma 2. I heard that entire album, Corey. Hey, 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 hey. Shit hard, ain't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, PRE. I told you it was good. I'm sorry, Glock. If you go back and listen, I said, hey, man, I think he did a great job as far as setting himself up for the future. I told you that he picked great beats. Yes, he did. Every beat was perfect for his flow. I think they're a little redundant, but go on. Whatever, that's fine. We can get to that. The hate in a minute. I'm I'm starting with some. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm not up. even meaning hate, but yeah, go on. Uh, but no, I just think going back to just the flow, his bars, man. Like he like really wrapped his ass off on damn near every song. You know, every song really sounds good to me. So I was very impressed with this project. But going back to you, you finished this. You know, you said this was the one you was looking forward to the most. You still feel that way now after hearing it? Absolutely. Okay. I should have listened to this before I listened to Yeet's album. I love Yeet. That album's great too. And I'm not shitting on anybody's album that came out last week because now that I've heard all of them, Yeet dropped an incredible album. Key Glock dropped an incredible album. Um, Don Tolliver dropped an incredible album. Logic. Who who <laughs> boy did Logic smoke these niggas' boots last week? You're funny, man. No, I'm just playing. I haven't heard that fucking logic. But back to Glaucoma 2. This is another one that I'm not gonna talk about how strong it is. But for him giving a follow-up to Glaucoma, well done, Key Glock. This is 15 tracks, 1 to 15. That nigga didn't let up. He switched the vibe a little bit in between tracks, but it wasn't like he slowed it down too much. He kept the same Key Glock type of vibe. Key Glock's the type of nigga that nobody's really been angry with him saying Key Glock makes the same type of music. Um, Key Glock's music sounds the same. He picks the same beats. I do think those beats, like I said, a few of them sounded a little too much alike for me. But his his lyrics and his rap carried 
enough to where I didn't notice that much. But I have some favorites, and I want to get into those shits because, my gosh. Number two, work. That's one of my favorites. And I'm seeing it starred, so it's obviously one of the favorites. Mm. Three, Randy Orton. Fire. Six, Pop My Shit. Love that one. Fire. It's one of my favorites. Ten, In and Out of Town. Incredible. And my absolute favorite, 14, Homicide Gang. Yo, yo, Homicide Gang is, that beat is dirty, nigga. Fire. Amazing. Fire, yep. Number four, Chromosomes is another one that I liked as well. Chromosomes is hard. And if I'm not mistaken, Key Rex, number nine, right before In and Out of Town, another one. But um, just couldn't agree more, man. This is a very solid project. I'm impressed once again by Key Glock. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. Um, I feel like this is going to boost his confidence moving forward, man. Like, obviously, we know that loss is hard on bro. Like, Right. And he talked about it. Right. And with him being that guy, you know, there there's pressure in that. Even if he's not showing it, bro, there's pressure. Like, he has to make sure the label still runs like it's supposed to run. Um, so it's good to see him, you know, with that pressure, still get in the booth, still give his best, you know, still give us a great project, man. And I just hope that bro continues to do this so once again that shit fire man absolutely yep yep <clears throat> so i think uh we can move on from there on last friday or saturday something like that it was somewhere between wednesday and saturday young nudie stepped out on social media he said you know what fuck it i'm dropping a new album and it's coming out on tuesday night you don't really hear tuesday Drops. I mean, you do nowadays mm-hmm. because they're starting to revert back to that old music method of dropping on Wednesday. But the major labels don't really play that shit. But the thing is, you know, with Yachty, um, he's actually done this before. He's actually done this like his last few projects. Yeah, a lot of them are starting to separate um, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I say Yachty? I meant Nudie. I'm sorry. Did I say Yachty? I thought you actually meant Yachty because nah, I think nah. that Michigan Bow Boy shit did drop on a different day other than a Friday. Okay. I was really trying to talk about Young Nudie. I'm sorry. Young Nudie, his last few projects, including the one that we're talking about, which is called Gumbo, he's dropped on uh, Tuesdays because he's he's like an independent artist, essentially. Like he signed to himself now at this point. Nudie, yeah. He's he's independent through RCA, though. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But I believe he's been dropping on Tuesdays. I just wanted to, to mention that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard this album yet? I have, I have. So I only played it one time through, so I don't have like too much to say. But what I will just give you like a, a quick summary. It sounds just like um, what a nudie project sounds like. He's another guy that has a certain sound where, yeah, he's um, going off, but some of the beats may be redundant. The flow might be redundant. Every song is still named after some food. You see that Brussels sprouts, pancakes, portobello, pot roast. McChicken. He always does that. Okra. Barbecue. Um, Shrimp, duck meat, fish and chips. <laughs> um, but like I said, I just need to give it a, a, a deeper listen, man. Listen to it only once. One song I do like, number 13, Passion Fruit. Uh, but Benuti is a, is a guy that, like I said, he's independent, so he drops music whenever he wants, man. <clears throat> I just will say, to me, I don't think he's dropped a project that's been <clears throat> good from start to finish since, since Nudie Land. Land. Since yeah. 2017. So... That's when when I first became a fan, and he was hot. He was tearing it up. But to me, since that point, he hasn't really dropped like a project that's as good as that from start to finish. To me, it's always some skips 
in his shit. There are. What I will say is a close second. That's line ball three. That's line oh, yeah, ball yeah. three was crazy. And yeah. that was the year after that. Yeah, for sure. But as it comes to young Nudie, Nudie Land is the crowning achievement for him. <clears throat> I I haven't I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to Nudie since his buzz kind of died down around 2018, 19. I think it picked back up when J. Cole had him out there for those sessions. But other than that, I haven't paid too much attention. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check into the album Gumbo because I'm sure it's it's gonna be good, or I'm sure it's good. I haven't heard any reviews from anybody else on it yet, but you know. One out of one out of ten, where are we giving this so far, Corey? Gumbo. Have you heard uh, the whole thing? Yeah. I say like a six, seven mm-hmm. right now. Just okay. off of one listen, yeah. This is great artwork. He always has crazy artwork, man. Let me see what kind of food we got on this. We got steak. Is that a steak? No. I think we got shrimp. We got a snake. We got some sort of soup, pancake, gumbo. Is that sake? We got sake. Eggplant, peach. Is the eggplant and the peach next to each other on purpose? Absolutely. Is that supposed to be some sort of dick butt kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> dick butt. This thing's crazy. Uh, yeah, some symbolism there. Okay. Yep. What about the symbolism with the gun and the bullets? It's in a, it's in a bowl, so it's probably like, nigga, you going to eat these bullets? Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. They got money over there next to f- the fork. Is that going to be, nigga, you going to eat this money? <laughs> yeah, niggas getting to the dough. Niggas having money. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah niggas having? Yeah. Okay, okay. What's that, that gumbo in the back? The nudie gumbo. What's inside of it? Yeah. Looks like some shrimp and rice. The brown one back there? The brown bag back there? Oh, the chip bag. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think there's rice in there. My bad. Nigga, I don't know. I was going to go ahead and say a break. (laughs) But... Like, can we indict this nigga, Corey? (laughs) Fuck. I I, I came to put charges on niggas. What's up, yo? Fuck. My fault. It was a joke. It was a joke, guys. I didn't get that in my script. My fault. It was a joke. I am not. I am not a member of YSL. <laughs> That's wild. And neither is Gunna. <laughs> That's crazy. That nigga. Let me get off. That nigga out of there. I want. I want out, nigga. Atlantic. What's I want up? out. Please get me away from this nigga, thug. Please. That shit crazy, bro. Rappers getting traded just like these ball players. And y'all, y'all letting them. Oh, oh, ooh. That was a good analogy, Kari, because. Everybody that don't fuck with Gunner is like the niggas that was burning the Cleveland jerseys. <laughs> I guess so. 2020, uh, 2010, Braun. 09, whatever. Did you burn a Cleveland jersey back then? Nigga, no, I didn't have a Cleveland jersey back then. Did hmm. you have a Cleveland jersey? <laughs> I fucking hated LeBron back then. Are you out of your mind? Right. right. I literally hated LeBron back then. <clears throat> All right, I'm sorry, guys. We shouldn't even be talking about LeBron. Are we actually ready to get into news? I think Nudie was our last album. Okay, let's do it. <sighs> we talked about that fucking stunt or that drug test debacle that happened with Kodak Black last week, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so he's he's hit the courts. He went to uh he went to see the judge over it, and he's set to enter a rehab following his last court appearance. So apparently. They said that there was some sort of weird mix-up. Let me just get into it. 
I have an article that says a Florida judge ordered rapper Kodak Black to a drug rehab for 30 days on Tuesday after he allegedly tested positive for fentanyl while awaiting on a drug trafficking charge. Is he he's awaiting a drug trafficking charge? Yeah, man. Come on now. That's what it says. <sighs> okay. Uh, all right. So what I'm reading here is during the hour-long yada, 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 the singer's lawyer suggested that a starstruck drug lab technician may have mixed up the sample or paperwork. The tech who took the sample admitted that that is possible. Hey, man, how much How much you think? I was just about to say, <laughs> holy shit. How much you think Yak paying his, his lawyer, man? How much you think the lawyer paid that lab technician to say that that shit was possible? Shit, probably 50. 100. 100? Think about... Ooh, that's tough. Think about knowing what kind of artist you have on your hands and somebody asks you for something like that and you want some money under the table just to say that it is possible that I might have mixed it up. I mean... Yeah, I know that shit can happen and it's happening, but you think for a hundred? Kodak Black's fate was in that nigga's hands. He could have asked for a mill. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, no. M- money made that happen, right? <laughs> yeah, had to, man. And I said it before. His luck, Bro, this guy is the luckiest guy I've ever seen when it comes to these getting out of jail and getting out on bond and shit. Like, he always make bond. And he always beat the charge, which is cool. I'm happy. I'm not trying to put the nigga in jail, but I'm just like, man, at cert- at a certain point, you can't be lucky your entire life. Oh, he is? So far, yeah. The nigga's only 25, though. He's How many been charges he beat? And the one that he didn't beat, he got exonerated by the president of the United States, Corey. So he's untouchable? Yes. This nigga's Batman. This nigga is Batman. <laughs> he might be Superman. Okay. That's fucking crazy. And if you guys don't remember what we were talking about from last pod, um, <clears throat> Kodak Black, well, of course, he's on parole, probation, whatever it is that he's on at the moment. And he has ram, uh, random scheduled drug tests. During these random scheduled drug tests, he had to appear for one in which he didn't appear to take the test at all. He shows up the next week to take a new test and that test shows up positive for drugs and not just any drug, fentanyl. So um, so we think in window. Let's think windows. We think in 24 to 48 hour window from the time where he was supposed to take the test but didn't take the test. What do you mean? The window that we thinking that he was that he was in. No, it was a whole week, they said. A week? Okay. That he had a so random had a scheduled week. drug test and missed it. Okay. He came back next week and took the test. Okay. So he had seven days. I want y'all to know, Kodak was somewhere fucking it off. And even in court today, he had the option to not go to a drug rehab. If he were to give up a hair sample, he wouldn't give it. Oh, shit. See, I didn't even know that. Yes. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> for that for that week, Kodak Black was somewhere on a yacht, nigga. Living his life. But, man, these niggas got to be or safe, Or what they said was in the system. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say these niggas got to be safe, real talk. Um, that shit is just not to play with, bro, you know? So, like I said, we just got to wait and see. But that that's a lucky individual, man. That's a lucky guy. Yeah, so um, keep your head up, Kodak Black. He'll be in a rehab facility for the next 30 days. Um, hopefully that shit is actually, you know, beneficial. But of mind. Facts. You know? 
<clears throat> anyway, let's go ahead and move on. J. Cole and the Dreamville Camp has announced the Dreamville Fest lineup for 2023. And that shit is out of this world like it is any other year, Kari. But this one is especially out of this world. Yeah. We got some headlining, 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 headliners. Yep, yep. I'm talking about Usher. I'm talking about J. Cole. I'm talking about Burner Boy. I'm talking about Drake, Kari. Drake is coming to North Carolina, man. Yeah, so it's going to be another two-day festival. It's going to be April 1st and 2nd. Let me just name all of them from day one. It'll be Headliner, uh, Usher, and then we have Lil Durk, Ari Lennox, The City Girls, Sean Paul, Earth Gang, Jesse Reyes, Key Glock, Sir, Loot, Omen, Marcus Clay, and Vic Tony. Tough. Sunday, outstanding. April 2nd, headlining J. Cole himself plus the boy Drake. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Right, that shit is amazing. And then after that, it's still a hell of a lineup for Sunday. It might even be better than Saturdays. We got Summer Walker. We got Jiddy Jid, Glorilla, Boss, Waka Flocka Flame, Mario, Arius, uh, is that Ara Star? Ira Star. Ira. Ira Star. That's my apologies. Baby Tate, Kaz, Jordan Ward, and Ruben Vincent. And Burna Boy. <laughs> Man, them niggas went crazy with this lineup. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, they went crazy. I don't tour, uh, not tour. Tickets aren't on sale, are they yet? Uh yeah, them hoes almost gone. Are they already on sale? Yeah, they've been on sale, but yeah, they them hoes almost gone. You can only get general mission. Everything else is sold out. This shit is uh a month away. There's nothing wrong with general admission. No, I'm just saying, if you want to buy a ticket, that's the only option. Okay. No, know, no. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to say nothing bad. Um, but like I said, just going back to the Atlanta, man, two days, Raleigh, North Carolina. Man, that's some shit like, bro, don't you feel like you almost have to go to see this? We want to see J. Cole and Drake on stage at the same time. Nigga, I want to see Usher. <laughs> Facts. I know you want to see Usher, nigga, but Cole and Drake, bro, that shit is insane. Insane. Yet, we're going to miss it again. <laughs> yeah, it just costs too much to go out there, bro. Like, how much are those general admission tickets? Probably like two, three hundred. Okay, yeah, because I was I was trying to get on the website to see. It's not on Dreamville dot com. Um, yeah, I, I can't even really get a good gauge on how much the tickets are, but hopefully they're not Beyonce like tickets. You know, no, nah, two fifty for the general admission. Okay, that's not terrible. So, um, they're and they're still available. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you know, pick those tickets up. Have a good time at Dreamville Fest. You know, take pictures. <laughs> Let me know how how great it was because I, I I'll have FOMO. <laughs> hey man, I just hope they stream it again like they did last year. Oh, they did stream it last year on like Amazon Prime or some shit. So you know, I'm gonna watch that shit from the crib and I'm gonna rock out. But it, that is something we we had it in our calendar. Like we knew we knew the day before they even announced it. Type shit. Like obviously not the lineup, but um, that's some shit we talked about and wanted to go to, bro. But like that shit just cost too much. That shit crazy. I have a question. Listening. Are J Cole's fans a lot more respectful than Tyler the Creators? Oh yeah, he's not gonna get. <laughs> Drake is not getting booed in North Carolina. I hope J. Cole's fans were not expecting Frank Ocean. Because if they were expecting Frank Ocean, <laughs> Drake's going to have another hell of a fucking night. Nah. 
Because, you know, they didn't know who was coming. They weren't expecting Jay-Z, you know, shit like that. Nah. Memphis Bleak, maybe. Fuck, no. Imagine instead of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis Bleak shows up. <laughs> J. Cole brings out Memphis Bleak. Yo, that'll, that'll be the, the, <laughs> the end of Cole's career. That'll nah, be the fucking fuck. day. Yeah, no, he uh, Memphis Bleak would get booed off the stage. Oh, for sure. And that's no disrespect. Shout out Memphis Bleak. <laughs> No, you don't know him like that, Corey. No, 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 no. You might be a part of the Dreamville camp. You might That's be cool gang. with them niggas. That's gang. Mem for Bleak? That's gang. Nah, don't do that. My fault. Mem? Nah, I call him Fist. <laughs> nah. Memphis Bleak. Shout out Memphis Bleak, man. You're not letting a nigga like... His name Memphis. He go by Fist. No. He go by Mem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if he don't go by Fist, what you think he goes by next is... Mim? Nah, he just go by Bleak. Then why you call him Mim for Bleak? But don't worry about what I got going on, man. I'm gonna call. <laughs> you gonna call? Who? I'm gonna call Memphis Bleak. <laughs> All right, bro. Do your thing. All right, bro. Do your thing. Man. I'm gonna call him after the part, though. Do your thing. Do your thing. Call him after the part. Talk about Usher, though. You say you're more excited to see Usher. Yeah. Day one. Yeah, I, I talked to y'all a couple pods ago when we talked about some of our favorite albums of all time, how I understand what Confessions did, but 8701 is my favorite Usher album. Yeah, you did say that. I'm I'm a real deal Usher fan. I'm not just one of the, oh my God, the Confessions. <laughs> um, even the Confessions, that's, that's one of the greatest R&B albums of all time. But I haven't seen Usher since the Confessions tour. And he's been running around motherfucking Vegas doing these residencies. I'd really rather see Usher in Vegas. I want to have one of those date weekends in Las Vegas where Usher's there and I can take Shorty to the residency. But until then, that sounds like a great idea. Thanks. But other than that, yeah, Drake and, Drake and J. Cole, I'm sure they're going to put on a hell of a show. I, I don't have any doubt in that. Absolutely. Shout out to y'all once again. That'll be there April 1st and 2nd, Raleigh, North Carolina, Dreamville Fest. Yeah, all right. We got more to talk about, though. What's up with this this billboard list, Kari? <laughs> what in the fucking fucking fuck? Billboard likes to just say shit, man, to get people triggered. That's all. So Billboard has put out a list of the top 50 rappers of all time. <sighs> and it shames me to say that we're here to talk about this. But guys, we're here to talk about this. Do we do we want to go through all of them, or do we really just want to hit like maybe the top ten, or ten to fifteen, <clears throat> something like 10. that? All right, I'm gonna roll through all of them so we can just talk the shit after. Number one goes to Jay Z. Two goes to Kendrick Lamar. Three goes to Nas. Four goes to Tupac. Five goes to Eminem. Six goes to Notorious B.I.G. Seven goes to Lil Wayne. Eight goes to Drake. Nine goes to Snoop Dogg. Ten goes to Nicki Minaj. I'm just going to name the couple others after that as almost like honorable mention type shit. Eleven, Kanye West. Twelve, Andre 3000. Thirteen, Rakim. Thoughts, Corey? <laughs> uh... I have a lot to disagree with. Starting off number one, Jay-Z is not the, the greatest rapper ever that's ever walked this earth. I love Jay-Z. Uh, we crown him as, you know, somebody has, has progressed and became one of the, the better rappers, you know, in his old age. But there's never been a time where Jay-Z was that guy. 
Y'all gotta stop this shit. In any era, any any year that he rapped, he was not the best rapper ever. Um, so definitely starting there, number one, crazy. Who's number two? Number two goes to Kendrick Lamar. Once again, I love Kendrick Lamar as well. I just don't think he's earned the title to be number two, right behind whoever you would think is the greatest. Um, I just think there's some people that we can rank more greater or that that's greater than Kendrick right now at this time. Maybe when it's all said and done, Kendrick can be in y'all top five, whatever. But anyways, moving on, number three, we got Nas. Um, Nas should definitely be at least in your top five to me. So cool, whatever there. Four, Tupac, five. I don't know if I'm mad at Tupac being at number four. Yeah, yeah, but I just want to get to five and six. Five is Eminem, six is Biggie. What are we doing? <laughs> like, what's up? You know? I, I told you when we heard this that I understand maybe where they're coming from. I don't. I don't. Bars-wise, Eminem can be more intricate with it, but what he influenced, or I'm sorry, what what Biggie brought into the game and what Eminem uses is directly an influence of him. I was just about to say Eminem's flow, the reason why he can rap like that is because of what Biggie did. Absolutely. In the 90s. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like He so, changed the style of flow and right. how rap meshes together on the right. beat, off the beat, and he can make offbeat rap sound good on it. Mm-hmm. He can make words that don't rhyme, rhyme. Biggie started that. Right. So Eminem did a lot on that. For sure. Um, so I don't agree with that. Four, five, six... Question mark seven, <laughs> Lil Wayne eight, Drake seven. Lil Wayne needs to be a lot higher than that. Yo, Wayne needs to be in your top three. So look, this is another thing. Anytime I see Jay Z before Wayne, I get upset as well. We gotta stop doing that, man. We gotta stop doing that once we again. do. We love Hove. I love Hove. And Hove is not a better rapper than Lil Wayne. And Wayne, out of respect, will even say that Jay Z is his favorite rapper. He's on record saying that. So he takes his hat off the to. Jay-Z every, every single time. time. Every time. But I just want y'all to know, like, Wayne will out-rap Hove any day. Any day. You know, so I agree with you. Like, Wayne should at least, to me, Wayne will always be in my top three, regardless of who I name or what year. Like, Wayne is always up there for me. And in pre-production, Kari, and I want to make note of this, hopefully, so I can maybe clip this. In pre-production, Kari, I asked you a question that really kind of rocked me because I don't know the answer. Who's the better rapper, Kendrick Lamar or Lil Wayne? Mm, yeah, you did ask this. Um, and I hate the, to toot my own horn. I think that's a really good question mm-hmm. because when it comes to lyricism and impact, they're both about at the same level. I get that Kendrick Lamar is a bit more prolific, but at that same time, there's an essence of fashion or pop culture likability that Lil Wayne has that edge that Kendrick doesn't. Mm-hmm. Who who's the who's the better one? I, because I, I, to be completely honest, I I think that. Lil Wayne should be in the number two spot before Kendrick if mm-hmm. he's not in number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to answer your question, though, I'm going to still go Wayne. Um, 
just based on everything that I just mentioned. I just love Wayne. Wayne to me, when it came to the wordplay, uh, the just that nigga brought intellect to rap. He would just bring some smart shit. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like he was just like he would fuck niggas up, like, oh, this nigga really smart. Change it up with that. Like I said, no ceilings, his entire flow, the mixtape era. Like Wayne just has too much for me to even put Kendrick Lamar over him. I love Kendrick, and Kendrick has changed the game. He's been, you know, the Tupac of this generation, you know? So I love Kendrick, will always respect Kendrick, but I got to give that to Wayne any day. There's not too many niggas who I'm even putting above Wayne when it comes to, like, flowing, for real. Has Kendrick changed the game? Because you got to think about it in some shit like the coat. Kobe was amazing, my favorite player of all time. But because he kind of mirrored Michael, who had came and put all that shit down before, of course he was electrifying, but did he change the game? I don't know. To where I'm saying Tupac's been here before, and he kind of laid down a lot of what Kendrick Lamar did did Kendrick Lamar change the game? I mean, outside of Corday, I don't really know if there's Kendrick Lamar babies walking around. Um, or if he had that, he, he did have a heavy impact. Yeah, I, I would say he had more of the impact mm-hmm. just on the people, just the, the people within himself. Um, maybe it wasn't so big from the rappers. Maybe he hasn't had so what we call babies. You know, Corday, you name somebody, but if we don't have another one. But outside of that, just like Pac, Pog was just impactful to the people like outside of music, just on some worldly shit. And I think Kendrick Lamar has accomplished that as well. Agreeing with you, though, that Pog did it first, and now Kendrick is just following in his footsteps. We could say that, but um, that's why I would compare him, you know, or say, like, he could be the modern-day Tupac on some shit. But um, did he change the game is a good question, and I'm really sitting here trying to really think about it. Um because I won't say he changed it flow. I won't say um, he he has done some shit that nobody has has done. He like, has, you but, know. But did it change the right. game? So it's kind of hard to say if it changed it. He brought a lot. He brought a lot of attention and different crowds and eyes to hip hop and rap. So maybe he changed it there, you know. Um, but that's hard, man. That's a hard question. I'm not going to lie. You kind of stumped me. It's a great question. I'll, I'll I'll leave y'all with that question and we'll move on to the the next few that are inside of the list. Number eight, y'all better get Drake the fuck off this list. <laughs> he's he's one of the top fifty rappers of all time. He's top he's top thirty. I love Drake. Drake is probably the most important rapper to my upbringing, besides maybe Kanye or Cole or Kendrick. He better get the fuck off. <laughs> he better get the fuck off this top 10 card. They finna piss you off. You finna get pissed off. Do you hear who I named as number 10 and number 11 and number or, uh, 9, Snoop. 10, 11, 12, 13? They just said that Drake was a better rapper than Rakim. And yay. Snoop and Nicki. And Andre 3000. And that's another one, like. Andre need to stop being so goddamn high on y'all motherfucking list. Y'all need to put Andre lower. Yeah. God damn it. He should at least be in your top 10. Andre 3000 was the- Andre's in my top five, probably. Bro, I was about to say, like, I'll, 
always have said that nigga was one of my favorite rappers yeah. since I was a kid. I've always put him in my top 10, if not my top five. So, like, when I see him in top 15s, top 20s, I'm like, why? How? I usually always put Nas number one. I'll put someone like Biggie second. Then we go with the uh, the Lil Wayne's, the maybe the Kendrick. Um, who did we just mention? 3K, shit like that. But to say that, I usually have Eminem in there too, but I, I don't really even know how many I just fucking named. <laughs> we have... We have Snoop sitting one behind Drake. And this nigga dropped doggy style. <laughs> he did. He did. Snoop is a better rapper than Drake, Corey. Yeah. I don't disagree. It's disrespectful. For real. This is going to sound crazy, but it shouldn't sound crazy. And this is a hot take. Rapper, Kari Nicki Minaj is a better rapper than Drake. <laughs> you think that's a hot take? It shouldn't be, but because they come from the same label and Drake is the hottest fucking thing smoking, yeah. it's gonna be a hot take because he's he's the head of the not the head of the label, but he's he's Drake. I mean, of course, Young Money's not Young Money anymore, but mm-hmm. he was the one from there, and Nicki was the one too, but she was the two to Drake. Nicki Minaj is a far better rapper than Drake. Tell me why you think that. Where is she better? What does she do, does good that Drake lacks? Original bar spitting? She could wrap circles around Drake. Without a pen. And it's proven. None of her bars were ever in question. Mm-hmm. We got two albums that sit in the same realm that Drake's sit in. The same way you got Take Care and you got Nothing Was The Same. Now Drake has more than those. But the two crowning, crowning ones are Nothing Was The Same and Take Care. You got Pink Friday and Pink Print. Everybody talks about Pink like Pink Friday, but Pink Print is really the one where Nicki was smoking the whole year. I, I say all the time, 2014, Nicki was, was really out rapping the entire game type shit, male, female, mm. all that shit. Um. Yeah, she's a better rapper than Drake. Okay. I don't think it's hot take though. Okay. I can agree. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on. Nine. Snoop Dogg. Higher. I need him in the six to seven range. I just told you, like maybe where my top five would be, but he needs to be six, seven, eight, something like that. It, not nine. He doesn't need Drake in front of him. He doesn't need... Everybody else can go in front of him. I'm not going to lie. I can take Jay-Z, Kendrick, Nas, Tupac, Eminem, and Biggie, and Wayne. Don't put Drake in front of Snoop. (laughs) Now let's get to 10. Nicki Minaj. Move Drake back, and and she's sitting right where she needs to be sitting. Rebuttal? You have anything? No, no. 
Kari, how do you feel about Kanye West sitting at 11? Uh, I'm kind of still going to put him. Uh, Andre is at 12. I'm still going to put Andre in front of him. But Kanye should, to me, be, you know, somewhere in niggas like top 10, top 5 at least. So I think he should uh, have an adjustment there. But looking at where they got him placed, I would still put Andre 3000 before him, Brock Kim before him as well. I know it's kind of early. We usually talk about father-son type shit with older rappers. The same way we just talked about Michael, Kobe, the same way we just talked about Tupac, Kendrick. Drake should not be higher on the list than Kanye West. Kanye West is is Tupac to his Kendrick Lamar. He's the father to Drake's entire style. And if you ask me, he 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 rap he raps better than Drake. Maybe not these days, but there was a point in time where Kanye West was rapping a lap around Drake. He was rapping a lap around a lot of you niggas. A lot of them niggas. The entire game, damn near, during his run. But yeah. The reason why I'm not mad at this is because this is greatest rappers. Now, if we're talking greatest artists of all time, that nigga better be top five. He he better be sitting next to Michael Jackson and Prince and them niggas. <laughs> um but I'm not mad at 11, 12, Andre 3000. That's disrespectful. I said it already. Got to be top five or at least top 10. Artist, I'll agree with you with Kanye being ahead of him. Rapper, no. Nicki Minaj, no. Snoop Dogg, no. Drake, no. Wayne, yeah, I'll give you Wayne. <laughs> I'll give you Wayne. Notorious B.I.G., no. In certain instances, maybe. Eminem, debatable. Tupac, debatable. The top three is debatable. It's all debatable for the top three. But Oh, damn, this is debatable. And they do it on purpose to rile us diggers up. Yeah, and no, they, they do it every single yeah, time. Yeah, look, 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 look we're, we're talking about it. Look at us. Got our, our blood boiling over here. I got us. Yeah, look my oh, blood pressure up. Right, over some dumb shit. Why your granny always say shit like that? Y'all got my, <laughs> y'all got my blood pressure up. Look at y'all wor- worrisome. Worrisome. Niggas, niggas created that word. I've wanted to get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Worrisome. Have you ever in your entire life heard a white person say the word worrisome? <laughs> I'm going to say nah. The fuck no. Absolutely not. Only niggas use the word worrisome, and you got to be born before the year 1975 to use the word worrisome. (laughs) It don't even sound cool coming out of our mouths. You got to have the English or the type of sounding voice that Martin Luther King and them niggas had. And I want to get into that. Why did them niggas talk like that back then? Because all of them kind of (laughs) talked like this. And they had a different voice this evening. Even Malcolm X talked a little... Maybe that was the uh, the thing back then, like, like think about how Maya Angelou talks, or talked. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the thing, like they had to talk that way to, for people to respect them or want to like follow them. I don't know, shit. They just be themselves. You think they was faking it? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> shit, I'm trying to see what's up. 
Um, no, they're not faking it. But now that February is over, we can kind of like start to dig into some of the bullshit. Let's go. Um, that Claudette Colvin shit kind of broke a lot of shit open. I don't know if a lot of people remember or know her story, but if you notice, do y'all know that the civil rights movement, like they only wanted light skinned niggas. Think about any nigga that that was a part of the the civil rights movement. They only they only put light skinned niggas up front. Now that's some bullshit. <laughs> MLK, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. light. Thurgood Marshall, light. W. E. B. Light. Rosa, light. Fred Hampton. Nah, Fred Hampton wasn't light, was he? He was a little light skinned, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking about Daniel playing him. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, and especially uh Ambro that played in Selma. He was too dark to be playing Martin Luther King like that. That's crazy. <laughs> like, why y'all playing Martin Luther King like that? Y'all know that nigga was light skinned. <laughs> but um, even in the situation like Claudette Colvin, niggas don't even know Claudette Colvin. She, I think it was six months before Rosa Parks. She refused to give up her seat to a white man on the bus, um, but they refused to make her one of the leads of the civil rights movement, number one, because she was a single mother as a teenager. Number two, she's dark skin. <laughs> Be on fucking people, man. That's crazy. Setting ourselves back, huh? Yeah, man. It's tough. That's why dark skin niggas hate us now, man. Look at what we did. Yep. Wouldn't let niggas in the group. That's what you call Fuck it. Fuck that nigga. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was to you. I didn't do it, man. Hey, man. That's crazy. We can't uh, unite these days. What's up? Two legends can't coexist. You just said fuck me. You're right. So, you know what I say to Kari? Fuck that nigga. <laughs> okay. For sure. Um, Let's go on. Are we. St- oh, wait, 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 wait. Where are we with this? Okay. I was thinking we were still at the very top. Cool. Let's move on. <clears throat> All right. Somebody's had the balls to finally sue an HBCU, Corey. Yep. Yeah. I'm starting at Howard University. I always kind of wondered how HBCUs had never been sued for some of their damn near all black practices. Mm. But I think we've got more on this story. Do you want to get into it? You want me to get into it? Yeah, I got you. So it says here, headline, white student sues Howard University's law school over racial discrimination after being expelled. Okay. 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 Howard University is being sued by a white student who was expelled from his law school. The student accuses the establishment of a hostile environment and racial discrimination. It says Michael Ray Newman, the plaintiff. How you say that shit? Plaintiff. Plaintiff. I'm fucking up was awarded a $26,250 annual scholarship to attend the Howard University School of Law in the fall of 2020, but was expelled in September. Newton's lawyer filed a lawsuit on his behalf on February 16th in the Superior Court District of Columbia, claiming he suffered emotional, mental, and economic harm. He's asking for over $2 million in compensation. Nah, I need to know why this nigga was expelled before we give this nigga this money. And I need to know what kind of hostile environment he was experiencing. Yeah, man, what you think? In a classroom, I mean, like, how how hostile can you get? 
It says the lawsuit stems from events that began in 2020 when Newman participated in a public debate and discussion on Professor's forum page. After Newman expressed his disagreement with the black community in a previous group me chat saying they believe government solves problems, whereas he saw government only as causing problems. He decided to move the discussion to the forum as evidence by the court. Um, then blah, blah, blah. The university declines to comment on the pending litigation substantially uh, or substantively, but the university is prepared to vigorously defend itself and this lawsuit. Of course. You know, that was going to happen, but um, basically sounded like he was getting, like, was that cyberbullying? Yeah, it says, the lawsuit says that he expressed his feelings of being utterly disenfranchised in a Zoom chat box while comparing himself to a black student attending a school at, with a uh, majority white student body. Really? Cyberbullying. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, it says, according to the lawsuit, many of his students notified school officials after both incidents and asked for his expulsion. Some even voiced their concerns about the controversies, saying that they uh, that he disrupted he disrupted their studies. Does he win? No. <laughs> then they asking for too much. First off, two, no. two million. Uh, but to me, like I said, it just sounds like niggas uh, shouldn't have been at Howard University. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by that, Kari? He just didn't fit in. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by that, Kari? <laughs> I mean that this particular individual is a white student. They got around a black crowd that he just didn't fit in. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you, you were know? saying he didn't fit in because he was white. Nah, bro. I mean, we know the schools can have white, uh, you know, students at their school. Nigga, we went to a, shit, a PWR. You know what I'm saying? True. And so, vice versa. The reason, that's that's kind of why I'm, I'm getting to the reason why he won't win. Because this is an HBCU, I'm sure from long before now, there are plans in place if a student outside of the black community were to do something like this to where that they got their loopholes and contingencies. And to me, it's kind of even hard to to prove that. Like I can understand comments or actions or certain things like that, you know, had repercussions and it may have led to the the nigga getting expelled. But how do you prove that you suffered emotional, mental, and economic harm. Well, I mean, it was from a group chat, so I'm sure they could review the group chat messages and it could prove whether or not this was a hostile work environment. I mean, the same way if someone on Google Teams, or is that what it's called, Google Teams, or is it Microsoft, Microsoft Teams, Teams, or the Google Chat, something like that, were to be sexually harassing you and you go tell HR they're going to be able to determine whether or not it's a hostile work environment. I'm sure that there's protocol to determine whether or not something's a hostile environment. He's not getting his money, though. I'm asking, do you believe that? Do I believe that that what? You believe he was getting bullied, essentially. I need to get more information on what was said in these messages or what was said inside of this chat, but no, probably not. I mean, I'm not... White people like to exercise their, their privilege at, at any moment. To, right. And if it's take true, advantage it's true. Of such. Yeah, I'm just asking. Based on what I'm hearing so far, it just sounds like... Like he's crying? Yeah, nigga got put in a corner. And then got expelled, and now he's trying to backfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just what I mean. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, I'm not trying to point a finger regardless, but... Like you said, we can get some more info maybe and come back to that later one day, but... Oh, I want to get some more info on this and come back. Yeah, but to me, that's just what it seems like so far. Um... 
And you know, unfortunately, you see that thing. You see that happen a lot these days. Once again, I just like I said, generation differences here. Um, you just turn that shit off to me. You know, I'm not even trying to be sensitive, but like niggas can really just sign out, log out, bitch. <laughs> log out. You know what I'm saying? And turn that bitch off. Get the fuck off. All you gotta do is lock your screen. You know, and I'm like I said, I hope I'm not being sensitive, man, for real. But that's just how I look at it. Like sometimes shit is just so simple to me. No, he was looking for a lawsuit. He got expelled, and now he's looking for anything that'll get this nigga a lawsuit and shit like that. I'm sure. That's what it sounds like. But we'll get more information on it. We'll come back to you guys, report on that shit. More than likely next Thursday, because, you know, next pod will be full of that music shit. Um, well, hopefully. I don't, I don't think we have big <laughs> drops tomorrow. <clears throat> but let's move on. We got more shit to talk about in news. Vanessa Bryant. Wife of the late Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. She settled for Kobe and Gianna's crash photos lawsuit um, for just about $29 million, $28.85 million. Yeah. It says right here, Vanessa Bryant settled her remaining claims with the Los Angeles County for $28.85 million over photos that deputies shared after a 2020 helicopter crash that killed her husband, former L.A. Laker, Kobe Bryant, and their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, uh, Gianna, also seven others. The settlement included the $15 million in a jury already awarded, uh, yeah, the jury already awarded Vanessa Bryant in August after a trial in federal court. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also says here that the county reported that they called the settlement fair and reasonable said it resolves all outstanding issues related to pending legal claims in the state court, future claims by the Bryant children and other costs, which each party responsible for its respective attorney fees. And then also the co-plaintiff, Chris Chester, his wife and daughter were also killed in a crash. He received a $19.95 million settlement. That's good. Um, and I, even at that, you could still say not enough money. Nothing... Nothing takes back the fact that you posted my my dead loved ones all over fucking TMZ before I saw the photos. Niggas didn't even ask to review these with me. You put Kobe and Gianna's pictures out there like that. They just leaked them. Um, and I, that's the type of shit that they were saying that everything has been taken care of with those payments. You can't you can't get that feeling back knowing that those photos are out there or that they've been leaked, shit like that. But um, the money will help. It'll help. I don't know how $28 million makes any of the Bryants feel better. Maybe these other families, like the family that got the 19 almost $20 million. But um, no, I don't think $30 million makes Kobe's family feel better. Yeah, I, I think they have $30 million. Yeah, facts. Facts. Vanessa Bryan is said here, uh, she testified that news of the photos compounded her grief a month after the crash and that she had panic attacks at the thought that the photos might still be out there. So like you said, um, can't even imagine the harm or the damage that is done to the family, especially Vanessa herself. So yeah, no no amount of money, no price tag, dollar amount can, can even um, you know amount up to that, but... I'm just glad that shit is over with, man, because that is sick, you know, people sharing those photos. that That's still, even like reading the story, I, I said this, we was talking about it in pre-production. That shit's still just so eerie to me, man. Still to this day, it's been three years now at this point, but still every time, like, I just think of it, I'm like, damn. And not only do those pictures never leave shit like 
the dark web, those will be there like forever. But um, think about the money that was spent wiping those pictures from the entire internet, the entire world wide web. Because you can't find those pictures anymore. And they're not, they were scrubbed. That's insane. And I'm sure that cost a lot of fucking money. But nevertheless, uh, did you have anything else to say on this one? All right, let's move on. I think we got a couple more things. Creed, Creed 3, it drops tomorrow. And Michael B. Jordan has been on his rollout interview tour type shit. You know, everybody has yeah, a yeah, promo run. Yeah, everybody has a promo run, whether it's for an album or a movie. And he's on his promo run for Creed 3. Yep. There's been a lot of talk. And there's been a lot of talk about a recent interview he had on a red carpet for for the premiere or some shit like that. I mm-hmm. think it might have been the premiere. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> he ran into a reporter who it seems as though they went to high school together. She was talking, you know, she was chatting it up with him as she approached him. And she was talking about how he's doing big things. And she made a reference to how they knew each other from high school. Correct. And he said, yeah, corny kid, right? (laughs) And she kind of laughed and she was like, no, you must have me, must have me misquoted. He was immediately referring to a previous interview that she had on either her radio show or her podcast when she was talking to another young lady about Michael B. Jordan and about how she grew up with him. And they were calling him corny. Right. Two years ago, I believe, right? 21? 2021, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They were calling him corny. She was talking about how they used to make fun of him in grade school because his name was Michael Jordan. And she said he was by no means Michael Jordan. <laughs> and she said that he would bring his headshots to school every day. Like, what the fuck are you bringing your headshots for? Well, it's because I'm going to be a fucking actor. I'm going to be bigger than all you bitch-ass right. niggas. One of the greatest. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the new generation's Will Smith and Denzel Washington. But <clears throat> she kind of tried to play it off, you know, like she didn't say that. There was another young lady in the interview that actually did call him corny. I'm not sure if she was the one that called him corny, but she definitely didn't deny the shit when the corny was said. She, she seconded her notion. And he was like, you know, yeah, the corny kid, right? And she was like, no, you must have me misrepresenting. He was like, no, 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 I heard it. I heard it. So it's been a big controversy going back and forth on how Michael B. Jordan checked Shorty, whether it was right, whether it was wrong. To be completely honest, have your shit in line. Say the things that you need to say, and, and shit like this won't happen. I think he did nothing wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't even think he was rude or disrespectful. I think he just... You know, charge it to the game. Like, she got to say whatever she wanted to say, and he just had that same energy. Like, that's the problem. Like, people these days, if somebody say some shit, niggas want to still, like, be cool and be Don't throw the rock and hide your fucking hand. Yeah. Stand on it. Be funny and cool and want to shake your hand in person. Like, no, you just said this, you know, here and there, or this is what I heard. So, like, I respect it, bro, for standing on that. Whether it's a male or female, it's not about dominance. It's not about that, that, yeah. It's about respect at the end of the day. It's just about respect. I saw people saying, how dare you talk to a female like that? She played that nigga. What goes around comes around. Right, it's not even about that. And like I said, he didn't even disrespect her at all. He didn't call call out her name, nothing. He didn't even use any kind of foul language. Exactly. The nigga can have an attitude. What the fuck? You call me corny. So, like, I'm going to just keep that same energy. So, nah, he didn't do nothing wrong, man. To be completely honest, knowing the conversations that she's had on Wax about him, she should not even had approached him. She should have never approached him. 
people think shit sweet. Yeah, and gotta let they ass know. <laughs> people say so much shit that they forgot they said some. Now, right. if I said some shit about an artist on this motherfucker, I remember I said it. Now, I really don't mean everything that I say, and I'm willing to say that. But nah, when she was talking to that interview, she meant that shit. You can you can hear in people's voice when they mean certain things. They were giving him the Russell Wilson treatment. They're basically saying like he's the corny nigga, but you know all women know that the corny nigga is the one that treats you right. Niggas don't really like hearing that shit, and I'm sure he didn't he didn't take that shit lightly. He took offense to that. Of course he did. She felt that shit, and I think those few words that you saw during that portion of the interview were the only words they said to each other. I believe she walked off after shit like that. <laughs> hey. You got to let niggas know sometimes, man. I'm not upset at this at all. I'm not upset at all. I wish more people acted this way. The The world would be better. We'd be at peace sometimes. Like I said, niggas don't like to have confrontation. I understand that. But there's a way you could go about it. I've done it thousands of times. You can talk to a nigga with respect. You ain't got to use foul language. Like you said, you ain't got to raise your voice. You can, just, you can check a nigga and let a nigga know like, hey, this is about respect. We ain't gotta hash it out, kill each other, fight. Like, but you gonna respect me? That's why, how I look at it. Watch who you talk to. Period. She she even went on in the interview that was two years ago saying that she made fun of him and his headshots, not knowing he was gonna go on to be the fucking Black Panther. You could have been with that nigga. <laughs> look at you. But um, just <laughs> watch who you talk to. It it could yeah yeah. It could be the next Michael fucking B. Jordan you're talking to. You feel me? And you really just played that nigga. And right. now you have the opportunity to stand in front of that nigga and he looking at you like you got spit on your face. Right. Because you shat on that nigga on wax. Like I use the word shat. Yeah, no wax. Yeah, man. All right. <clears throat> you're different. I'm, yeah. Come on, man. Y'all knew that. Y'all knew that. You know who else is different? John Morant, Kari. Oh, my goodness. Y'all been begging to see if this nigga John Morant was really about that shit. Y'all yeah. been teasing that nigga. You were saying he came from a two-parent, quiet, nice <laughs> household. So why is John Morant acting like this gangsta-ass nigga? Right. Suburbs. He grew up in the suburbs. He wore Sperry's with Nike socks. You kept pushing John Morant's buttons. He couldn't take it anymore. And he snapped on a nigga. Y'all got him fucked up, man. Y'all got John Morant <laughs> fucked up. Oh, we got this headline yesterday that said Grizzlies John Moran accused of punching a 17-year-old and flashing a gun. <laughs> oh, shit, John. Yeah, man. And police records obtained by yada, yada, yada of the Washington Post. John Morant was accused of punching a teen 12 to 13. I didn't read this part. <laughs> I didn't either. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn. John Morant was accused of punching a teen by the age of 17 12 to 13 times during a pickup basketball game at the 23-year-old's house last summer. Oh, that's a snitch. <laughs> that's, that's a snitch. snitch. He doing this about what happened at Jaws' house. Okay, well, let me keep going on. According okay, to the interviews okay. conducted by the Shelby County Sheriff's Office, detectives obtained the uh, detectives obtained by yada 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 Washington Post. The teenager said John Morant went into the house after hitting him and reemerged with a gun visible in the waistband of his pants. And his hand on the weapon. He didn't pull the gun on him. Then. He was he was just he, he was clutching that bitch. It. 
Yeah, you clutching, clutching on young nigga. Right. A few days before the alleged assault, the head of security at a Memphis mall told police he was threatened by Morant in the parking lot, and the member of Morant's group shoved him in the head. Mm. He got mushed. Okay, you got <laughs> see they coming up with all these nice words. <laughs> I got the gangster shit for you niggas. Right. So. Um, got too close to the niggas Got his ass mush Yeah so they was playing A pickup game But let me break this down What's For y'all Come Yeah, on, Do it do it John Morant And one of his young niggas He's 17 He was playing a pickup game With that nigga That 17 year old nigga Was actually lucky To be in the building With a nigga like John Morant Giving you some fucking game You bitch ass nigga <laughs> That nigga was getting The work from John Morant He couldn't take it He snapped He tried to fight That nigga Ja Ja said fuck that And he beat the shit Out this 17 year old Little boy and then he went in the house and he pulled the strap or he went and got the strap. He had it in his pants and he went to clutching. You know, he was clutching that bitch. How nebby. Yeah. Um, and that's really what happened. But the day before they were in the mall, you know, I guess the Memphis mall police, they said they felt threatened because they got mushed <laughs> by one of John Moran's team members. Not mm-hmm. team members from the Grizzlies, but somebody from his camp, you know? Yeah. So John Moran ain't soft, you know? Not with these little niggas. Hey, that's what he's making it seem. He's, uh, they call him on Twitter, YSL Morant. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah, man. But maybe Ja is a gangster, you know? Like you said, the narrative has been that this guy grew up in the suburbs, I believe, like South Carolina or somewhere. But he said it's nothing but that Memphis shit. Yeah, he said 12 gonna spray you. Nothing but that Memphis shit going on. A whole like, lot of Memphis shit. I'm like, damn, bro, 12 gonna spray you. Like, uh, But... Whether or not Ja is, is he from the hood? Is he not from the hood? Uh, these <laughs> these stories are just not good for where his career <coughs> can and should go. Um, Absolutely not. This is detrimental, especially if it comes out that these things are true or if he is convicted or charges are filed, whatever. You know, um, this is just the beginning. And it's multiple stories. There was also a story maybe a few months ago same click crew of John ja Morant allegedly flashing a gun on another party leaving the arena. Oh, that ain't bullshit. In this the, is Gilbert Arenas. In the parking garage, they said that they saw the laser beam, but they just couldn't prove it because the cameras didn't catch it. So that's a story there. Yeah, we heard this story before. Gilbert Arenas. Right, right. But they cleared that allegedly. The NBA in Memphis cleared that. But then you start getting these stories. So basically, just to sum it all up, like I'm saying, man, Ja, like this, this nigga, why can't these niggas just be smarter? Especially because you are one of the most promising NBA players in the league. You can only think of names like Luka Doncic, um, Ja Morant, Mellow Ball, Anthony Edwards, um, Trey, Trey Young. There's certain names that you think of when you think about influencing an entire generation moving forward in the NBA. And you can't say those names without saying Ja Morant. He can't have this going on. Absolutely not, man. This nigga just became not only, I mean, he's been a Nike athlete, but he just got his own signature shoe. There's only like maybe 30, 35 players that even have a signature shoe. He signed with Jordan? Nike. Nike, okay. Yeah, but just so many things, bro, where it's like, Ja, you can't be running around um, doing these things. Like you said, it's all alleged. It's all alleged, but... The more you start to hear these stories, and you see the way them the, the Grizzlies act on social media and shit, the niggas really be acting like they tough guys. Oh, they act know? like they street niggas. Man, it be crazy. I'm like, bro, just hoop. Oh yeah, them niggas think they street niggas. Just hoop, man. What's bro that was a uh, right hand man to to Mello? Oh, that nigga's a real street nigga. To Mello, 
Mellow Ball? Uh, on his team, I can't think. Bro, he got mixtapes. He rapped like a Detroit nigga. Oh, you talk about Miles Bridges? Really? Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, Is it he Bridges. Yeah, I think it's Bridges. That's how that's how the Grizzlies act. They oh, all yeah. act like Miles Bridges. Yeah, that nigga is a is a part time NBA player. He yeah 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 he in them he, he in them trenches. on the side. Yeah, he in them <laughs> trenches though. Nigga's a full time rapper in in the NBA on the side. How you do that? That nigga in them trenches. Shit is crazy. I don't know what to say about about the rest of them, but um, Miles, he in them streets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm scared of that nigga. Yeah, because he was beating on his his girl too. Remember that? These yeah. niggas. He don't sick. he don't give a fuck. You walking around with that baby bottle. That nigga lost a max contract because he wanted to hit his woman. <laughs> Once again, like, what is wrong with these niggas, man? He rap on the side. Like, I mean, he he play ball on the, uh, yeah, on the side, right. like you said. You're right. A max, though? I can't, I can't mess up a max deal. Not in the league. Depending on what she said. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> she was running her mouth too much? Yeah, 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 yeah. She I was talking. She was, you about she was that popping mouth. at the mouth. I didn't told you about your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't told you. I didn't told you, bro. <laughs> I think that might be it, though. That's all I got, man. We just got to keep eye on John Morant, though. No, for real. Hopefully, uh, he gets it better. But yeah, I don't have anything else, man. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for us. That was episode 217 of the Rising Ground Podcast. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. It's your boy, Roderick. I'm Jakari. All right, man. We'll see y'all next time.
niggas capping about murder. Baby, let me leave it in your mouth, say she fertile. New bird, bird prince, see it on my shoulder. I just saw a bad little John. Exercise, baby, this a peel run. Cougar bitch, fuck her, make her feel young. Got a nigga, fuck her like she steal mine. <laughs> Woke up, calm, blessed. Last night, stressed. I'm a codeine cowboy, can't help. Me. Motor City legend, full of ice, Wayne Gris. Did some dirty things, chain dancing with the devil. Pull the shit up, man, I'm feeling way better. 2004, man, across the gallery. Yeah, I'm here for real, it might help you rap better. Nigga, sticky, so you know I gotta stay straight.